Welcome everyone to the Exceptionally Irresistible Podcast, a show that talks about how people and businesses can become more exceptional and more irresistible in their personal and professional lives. I am your co-host, Baruch Dubrow, and I specialize in helping people live a more exceptional life. And I am your co-host, Yermi Kirkus, and I specialize in helping people become more irresistible. Together, this show is meant to inspire people to become more exceptionally irresistible in their personal and professional life. Who wouldn't want that, right? Are you ready to level up and one-up your life and business? Then let's get to the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Exceptionally Irresistible Show. You've been with us for 24, this is our 24th episode. Is This is crazy. I mean, like, who would have ever imagined? And I, I really hope you guys are having as much fun as Baruch and I are having. And if you're not, then Baruch and I are just, just going to do it for ourselves, and that's it. Well, this title is Recovery. Is it a blessing or is it a curse? So, Yermi, I have one very simple question for you. <laughs> is recovery a blessing or a curse? That's a great question, actually. So in this episode, we will discover what is recovery, first of all? What does that mean? And how can it be a blessing? And how could it be a curse? Or is it vice versa? And this is going to be a really controversial conversation. So buckle up and get ready for something really exciting. So Baruch, when you hear recovery, what's the very first thing that comes to your mind when you hear recovery? So the first thing that comes to my mind, obviously, is... I was about to say AAA. It's not AAA. <laughs> <laughs> but AA, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous. Right. I think mm-hmm. that is pretty much everybody's first thought about recovery is recovery from I an agree. alcoholic addiction or a drug addiction or, or something like sure. that. And I've had very controversial discussions around that topic in the past. Sure. But uh, honestly, my, my knowledge is very limited on this topic. So I'm going to revert to your expertise in this area. Sure. So my so let me just first start how I got introduced mm-hmm. to the world of recovery and what I learned from that world. Um, so this was back in 2010 when I was going through my hardships, um, when I was going through, you know, the, my entire world blew up in 2010. Uh, for those of you who know or do not know, in 10 days, my entire world literally just collapsed. My wife at the time leaves me, takes away the kids. My mom dies and a business that I built gets forced to shut down. And all this happens in a very short 10-day period. Could you just imagine like getting hit by a ton of bricks? Well, in my case, three tons of bricks in just one shot. So that was very, very difficult. And I had to recover from that and get out of that. And so thank God for the support system that I had, because as we spoke about in the last episode, you know, those inner circle, the people that you hang out with, I had a great, great support system, great rabbis, great friends, And they introduced me to AA. And I look at my rabbi and I'm like, rabbi, I was a good boy all my life. I never drank. (laughs) I never smoked. I never did drugs. I never did any of these things. Why AA? And he said, well, simply because you have certain behavioral issues that AA, I think, can help you. Hmm. And at the time I was suffering or I was struggling with anger issues. Hmm. And my anger issues were the kind of anger that was always held in. I would never show people that I was angry. And I was this exploding pot inside myself. I was pretty much addicted to anger 
you know, inside, <laughs> not mm -hmm. anybody would know. And so AA did help me. And I was in an AA program for about two years, just really taken by the ears, really. My rabbis pretty much took me by the ears, told me, sit down, shut up, don't <laughs> share nothing, don't, you know, just listen and just, that's it. And just, just, just sit there and just listen. And I did that for, for a period of time. And eventually I, I heard the, the, the stuff that they were talking about. And it really opened up a whole world for me that I never knew existed. There were many aha moments and there were many things that I related to them on. Despite, like, I never knew anything about drinking. I don't know what it's like to go to a bar and get drunk or I never did that. But I know what it's like to go home and to, and to be angry at the world and to be angry. And nobody really knows what's going on in you and all that kind of stuff. So after two and a half years of being in this program and eventually what I felt was graduating the program in the sense that I got what I needed to get out of it, I was intrigued and I wanted to learn more. And that's how I led to working in the prison system at some point. One of the prison systems was CRDC, which is basically a recovery place. Mm. It's, it's based on recovery. And what I really learned from all that is that recovery doesn't always mean AA programs or that kind of stuff. In a sense, those people who are addicted to anything in life have some form of dysfunction in their life. And recovery just means getting rid of that dysfunction and, mm. and creating some form of function in your life, something that works for you. And once you've created this kind of function and once you start practicing this new way of life, that is a path of recovery. So that's wow. what I learned and that's what happened to me in my life. And that's what I hope to help other people as well in. Everything I do has this recovery background to it in a sense. That's how One Up was created. That's how all these things were created. So if you have a business that is dysfunctional, it needs some kind of recovery to recover from and right. hopefully become a better place to work for, a less toxic environment. Right. That and it really ties into something we spoke about a couple episodes back, we we have to get back to our true self, our, our right. original self. And to me, that's right. what it sounds like you're talking about recovery is, is it's really, it's, yeah, I had this bad habit or I had this thing that was going on and it's not who I am. You right. know, it's, there's something deeper. There's something there that just got muddled or fuddled or, or right. you know, something happened and we have to get back there. You know, I, again, this, this is, is going to be a controversial episode. And I, I apologize in <laughs> advance if I say something that hurts somebody. And please, you're more than welcome to, to, to write me or reach out to me if you want to discuss mm -hmm. this further. But something that I heard a while back and, and one of the things I, I discuss a lot with, because I'm genuinely interested, interested in understanding this, is I've heard that at AA meetings, what they do is they, they you know, you stand up and you say, Hi, my name is so-and-so, and I am an alcoholic. Mm. And I always had an issue with that because we know the power of words. And I, I understand the principle behind it that, you know, this is a part of who I am and therefore I need to own it. At the same time, though, it, you know, if somebody is constantly saying that I am this, I am this, I am this, to me, that seems like you're just perpetuating the, the issue. I agree. There. I so, agree. Okay, so I'm glad somebody who's got some some experience with this agrees with that. Not that I have to be right or anything, but to me, it would be. It seems like it would be more beneficial to. Yeah, you still have to acknowledge that this was a potential problem, or is, or could be. So I was, but now I am different. I am greater right. than you know. And isn't that what recovery is all about? It's 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 about one upping, so to speak, 
mm-hmm. your, your problems, overcoming these issues, these challenges that you had. It's still a part right. of your history and it's still a part of who you are. Like your, your battle scars, your battle wounds, they are a part of who you are, but they right. show a part of your story. But now you are more than that. You are beyond that. So that was just something that was, it's always intrigued me as to why that's done. And, you know, hearing kind of what you're saying, it's, it seems like, again, I guess we're in line with that, that, that there's more to us than, than just our issues. Exactly. And, and let me challenge you, Baruch. Sure. What's the name? What's the name of our show? Exceptionally irresistible. Right. That's it. Yeah. What makes us exceptional? What makes us irresistible? Or what makes us exceptionally irresistible? It's that if we if we follow, you know, the status quo, if you will, mm-hmm. of that, you know, hi, I'm Yermi and I'm a recovering terrible boss. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then what does that say about me? You know? Yeah. Or I am a terrible boss and I'm learning how to be a better boss. Or what does that really say about me? And unless I start convincing myself that, no, 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 I am really a good boss and I'm learning how to be a better boss and I'm learning mm-hmm. how to be a more improved boss and I'm only growing and I'm only, you know, whatever. And when I say boss, I mean, whatever, business owner, whatever, doesn't matter, boss right. of my life, whatever you want to call it. But if I always continue telling myself that I'm an alcoholic and I will always be an alcoholic and I will never, I find that that is a disservice to recovering people because then if they fall by the wayside and they, you know, and they relapse, well, Hey, I'm just a recovering alcoholic. So that's normal. Right. You know? And that, 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 you know, recovering alcoholics from time to time relapse. Right. That's what they, t- that's what they do, you know, and I'm trying to recover. But if I start telling myself, no, 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 I'm no longer an alcoholic. I'm no longer a drug addict. I'm no longer this angry person. I'm no longer any of that stuff. I'm a better person and I'm perfecting myself. I do have flaws. I do have things, but I will perfect myself and I will grow from this. That, that right there makes you exceptionally irresistible. Mm -hmm. That's the point here. So yes, it is different. My approach, I, I worked, you know, several years in the recovery world and I never, I never represented AA. I never represented any of those groups because quite frankly, I disagree with their, with their approach. Mm-hmm. I think it's great for many people who are in the early stages of the recovery to go to such a group. But I often tell people, here's another controversial thing, that if you're going to be at a therapist for longer than six months, that, that's, a therapist. <laughs> that's a problem. I personally think that if you are with a therapist for longer than six months, there's a problem. Unless we're talking about like a serious, like, I mean, like serious, you know, serious problems, yeah. but you should be recovering and you should get recovered. I tell people, if you're going to a doctor and God forbid you have, you know, cancer, you want to get cured from cancer. You don't want to be told that you have cancer for the rest of your life or whatever. Right. Yes, you're going to be in remission. That means you're more likely to have another form of cancer or cancer may come back. But guess what? If you get recovered, you're recovered. And do the steps that you need to do to remain recovered mm-hmm. and, and pray to God that you never get cancer again. But do right. what you need to do. If you're always going to say, well, I'm going to have cancer. I might as well just die. And <laughs> like nobody wants that. Right. You know? And that was my personal problem with recovery. So I often tell people, and even in my practice, even in my, in my you know, um, coaching stuff and, and my consulting stuff, everything's a very limited amount of time. I want you to get all the tools that you need to get and move on and and do your thing. If you need specific things from me, I'm always here and available to help you. But 
if you're in one of my programs, all of my programs has a timetable to it. I don't care. You know, I don't want you for the rest of my life. That's my, that's my vision of recovery. Every time I'm, I'm onboarding a client, I tell them my goal is to graduate you as soon as possible. Right. I don't want you sticking around. I want you to be a friend. Yeah. I don't want you to be a client. I don't want you to be right. somebody that I have to work with perpetually. That being said, right. I do, I do believe uh, that everybody should have a coach forever. Sure. You know, we all need a coach. We all need somebody there helping us, guiding us, keeping us going, etc. But that being, I, I don't want us to be dealing with the same issues over and over and right. over again. Like, let's right. get this figured out. Let's get this resolved and let's get going in a positive way. Um, right. You know, that's, you know, when, again, when my father was diagnosed two and a half, three years ago at the time, from the time of this recording with stage four terminal cancer, the doctor said it, you know, Rabbi Dubra, we're giving you six months. Mm -hmm. He said, that's nice. I want to know what God is giving me. Right. And he lived another two and a half years. And wow. that was the thing is they had this thing of, this is your diagnosis. And they saw it as the end, whereas mm -hmm. he saw it as what, this is just the beginning of the next stage. What right. can I do in that time? And, and it's absolutely incredible. We spoke about it you know, yeah, previously. Sure. What he accomplished in that time was mm -hmm. so much more than what he had accomplished up until then. Really, it was a kind of the culmination of everything he did. And, and that is the point is that when we see things as as a label, as this is this is my diagnosis, right? I am mm -hmm. an alcoholic or let's go away from the alcoholism. Let, let's go to, you know, business and, and leadership. Sure. I am a bad business owner. Mm -hmm. You have to admit sure. that you have to acknowledge where your flaws are. You have to be aware sure. of where, where you've gone wrong. And as a parent, one of the best things that we as leaders, whether in the home or in an organization or in a business, one of the best things and most important things we can do is acknowledge when we've done something wrong and admit it. Absolutely. But then we have to move forward. Then we have to move on. We can't live in this mentality of this is right. who I am and it's always going to be like this because it's a right. cop out. I mean, forgive yeah. me, but yeah. if you're saying, oh, I'm just, I'm, I have anger issues. Well, get over <laughs> your anger issues. There's no right. reason for that. Get over it and move on because it's a cop out. Right. Well, f first, okay. So here's the thing. You know, we asked we asked if it's a blessing or a curse. Mm -hmm. The moment you taste from that from that cereal or the mm -hmm. moment you taste from that soup, yeah. you can't go back. Okay. So that yep. that's that's the blessing and the curse in it at the same time. You know, and, and here's what I see it. When I had my anger issues, one of the very first things I was asking, where's my anger coming from? What's the yeah. core of my anger? What's causing this anger? What's triggering this anger? Let me let me go to the core, let me go to the source. And let me go fix that. It took me two and a half years to do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. But once I've identified it and once I worked on those things, now what do I do about it? Right. So at the moment I tasted what it felt like to no longer be angry, I never wanted to go back. I never mm -hmm. wanted to be angry again. And and there are times that sometimes I do get angry, but I right away take I right away revert back to my tools to say, no, no, no. I, I'm like this this doesn't work for me anymore. Right. The blessing is that now I have these tools and now I have this, this ability to say, I don't have to, I don't have to live this terrible life or this dysfunction anymore. The curse of it is the opposite is that now I'm only thinking recovery all the time. Now I'm always thinking yeah. like, okay, wh what's, what's happening to me? What's going on here? What's, and the moment I identify an anger or a moment I identify a trigger or whatever it is. And, and I start like going into that, to that recovery mindset in a mm -hmm. way. The moment I start thinking in that, how could I be a better leader? How could I be this better thing? The blessing of it is that I'm going to be a better leader. 
Mm-hmm. The curse of it is I'm always thinking about, okay, how could I, how am I improving? How am I improving? How am yeah. I improving? And it's not a curse in a bad sense, but it's this thing of like this constant in my head, how am I growing? You know, yeah. and yeah. that's that blessing and curse in, in one sense that it drives to this action. It's so funny because I just had this conversation with one of my mentors and I told him, I said, you know, he said, what you have to get some sort of fulfillment and enjoyment in your life, right. some form of rest and relaxation. What, what brings you joy? What, what brings you happiness? And I said, honestly, right. personal development. I right. love the act and, and the work that goes into constantly working on myself and constantly growing. And they said, okay, so what's your biggest stressor in life? I said, honestly, personal development because exactly <laughs> of the thing that i love the most is also the thing that mm-hmm. that just bothers me because once you've had a taste of it you right. can't let go but it's also this constant mm-hmm. desire this constant need and it's the same thing with what brings me the most joy is helping people i love right. helping people i'm putting people first and mm-hmm. doing everything i possibly can but when you're so focused on that all the time it becomes so draining so sure. you have to find this balance, right? And that's the blessing and the curse. It's it's whatever mm-hmm. whatever you. One of my all time favorite movies. I love how I just completely shifted gears there. <laughs> one of my all time favorite movies is I, I believe if I'm remembering this correctly, it's it's the Princess and the Bride, right? Okay. And there's this scene where the the trickster is trying to poison this other guy, and and he does this whole thing, and he drinks the wrong poison, and the other guy basically drank the actual poison but he didn't mm. die. And the whole thing is that he, because he exposed himself to, to po- all the different types of poison a little bit mm. at a time over the years, he became immune to it. Immune to it. Right. So it's kind of like, it's a blessing and a curse. Right. And I could be completely putting something that's actually a fact into a movie, but either way, the princess and the bride is an absolutely amazing movie. Everybody should go watch yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> but that's the point here. You know, the, the idea is that, you know, you take those things that, that are so important to you and those things that, that you absolutely love. It could be a blessing. It could also be a curse. At, at the end of the day, it's how do we view it? Uh, yeah. But you know what, Jeremy, we're at our 20-minute mark. Last sure. closing remarks from you before we wrap this up. So I'm going to ask forgiveness from our audience, but I do have to share this story because it really has the humor in it and it does really highlight what we're talking about. And then Bark is going to wrap it up for us. Um, but I do want to share with you the story that one time... I was actually invited to speak to a group of recovery, you know, in, in those recovery rooms, I was, I was asked to celebrate somebody's what they call birthday. So it was my turn to talk. And the way it works in the rooms is that nobody is allowed to cross talk. So mm. when, when there's one speaker, there's only one speaker, nobody speaks. I'm up there and I'm talking about how in my recovery, you know, experience, I replaced one addiction with another addiction, mm. which is very common in recovery. And so I said, you know, I went from, you know, I went from my, my choice of my drug of choice. I, I never said it was anger or whatever, but I went from my drug of choice to Coke. And I just was continuing talking and I had this whole speech prepared. And I said, I'm now addicted to Coke, basically. And the entire room just looked at me like, like in total shock. And you could tell that they wanted to say something, but they couldn't say it. And they didn't know what to do. And I took a step a second. I was like, wait, what are they? Oh, wait, no. I was like, okay, guys, guys, not, not Coke, Coca-Cola Coke. Not I was like about to say Coke the same Coke. thing, by the way. <laughs> but that kind of led me to this thing of like, I'm today sort of addicted to growth and to recovery and to, mm-hmm. 
you know, and to that self-improvement and all that stuff. And what I like to say is that it brings me that intrinsic happiness. And that's what I want. If I'm repra- replacing my anger with self-improvement, I'll live with that. Yes. So, Bala, go ahead. 100%. I'm glad you shared that story. I don't know if you could see it. Like, I was itching to say, wait, I saw that. <laughs> but also, I didn't want to break that, you know. Anyway, right. thank you guys so much for joining us with these last 24 episodes. It's been absolutely amazing, this journey that we've been on. You know, going from the very beginning, the very first topics that we spoke about all the way to now, blessings and curses and the paradoxes that within. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. This does conclude our 24th episode. Wow, 24. What a number. As always, we do have show notes. And in those show notes, there is a very special link to a very special live cast. And I am particularly looking forward to the guests that we're going to be having on this episode. It's going to be extremely exciting. I hope you join us. I know you'll join us. So click that link below. And as always, download and subscribe and like and share and share what you've learned and share it with others and share it with us. So until next time, have an amazingly blessed week and we will see you in a week. Until next week, we would like to leave you with a blessing from my wonderful children. May you be blessed with all of your heart's desires for the good and in an open and revealed way.